Please be seated. Dear friends in Christ, grace and peace to you from God, our Creator, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. As was mentioned with the Gospel reading, today is the fifth Sunday in the season after Epiphany, the season of the church year when we celebrate the presence of Christ in the most diverse people and distant places. The word epiphany means appearing to show, illuminating discovery, realization. It is what we might call an aha moment when the light bulb goes off that can be as dramatic as that of Isaiah in the temple or as subtle as that to Simon, James, and John. It is also a time when we remember that God can speak to us through people often considered outsiders. Also, that to determine the nature of the realization of the call is not always clearly defined, and it may come in stages. I believe for each of us, it is different. As some of you know, being an ordained pastor in the Lutheran Church is my third career. Preceded by 30 years as a high school history government teacher, 10 years as a member of the Kirkland Planning Commission and City Council with a term as mayor. As it came to an end of my second term on the city council, I was being pressured to run for the state senate. But one day, as I sat down to read yet another thick packet for the upcoming city council meeting, an overwhelming presence washed over me with the feeling that I am so done with this. <laughs> I was really stunned by its power. It was not what I had expected, but I also felt very liberated. A couple of months later, there was a quiet voice that said, you need to go to seminary. And my immediate response was not unlike Isaiah and others. People my age do not go to seminary. The answer was, of course, why not? I cannot explain it in words, but it just seemed to be right, what I was meant to do. So here I am, four years, you know, now eight years later. Have you heard this voice? These stories are as varied as the people who experience them. Indeed, the first lesson this morning is a majestic text, the call of the prophet Isaiah. The second lesson is from Paul's first letter to the Corinthians in which he alludes to his own call as an apostle. In our gospel reading from Luke, we hear something a bit different, more of a pronouncement or announcement to the first disciples, Simon, James, and John, because each aha moment or growing feeling of mission is different. The first to Isaiah is more than dramatic. It's full of the symbolism of our fourfold division of our liturgy every Sunday. You may not have thought of that. Consider, I saw the Lord sitting on the throne. And this reflects our experience of the majesty of God and the presence of Jesus with the entrance of our acolytes carrying the flame with the music of our entrance hymn. Woe is me, I am lost is a feeling of awe as we feel small with the confession of sins and then with forgiveness set free as when the live coal touches Isaiah's lips. The word is God's voice to the pastor and to all the congregation, hearing the voice of the Lord, whom shall I send? We respond with the creed saying, 
Here am I. I believe the word and offer peace to one another. With the offering and communion, we are fed for the journey and depart in assurance that Jesus has promised to be with us always and is present with the least we serve as we are led out into the world preceded by the flame of our Lord. Pretty dramatic when you think about it. I assure you, though, that most decisions, most calls, are not so much. Our gospel lesson today from Luke is unique among the synoptic gospels of Matthew, Mark, and Luke. It has been suggested that rather than a call story, it is a pronouncement story. Jesus never calls these fishermen. He never utters a follow me to them, like the calling of the fishermen in Mark and Matthew. In our text, Jesus only talks to Simon, later Simon Peter. While Mark and Matthew speak of Jesus walking along the Sea of Galilee and abruptly calling Simon, Andrew, James, and John to follow him, only Luke tells the story of the miraculous catch of fish preceding the pronouncement. It is an example of how determining what God is calling us to do varies with the person and the circumstances. In our gospel reading, Simon, James, and John have been fishing all night without success then working from the early morning hours, cleaning their nets. It will not be Simon's first encounter with Jesus, as Jesus has already been to Simon's home in Capernaum and has healed his mother-in-law. But as the saying goes, life is what happens when one is busy making other plans. You can imagine at the end of a long, sweaty work session, discouraged and ready to pack it in, go home and get some sleep. Some of you fishermen may identify with that. They might have thought it an imposition when Jesus got into Simon's boat and asked him to put out a little way from the shore. Simon dutifully showed respect for this man he thought of as a rabbi and put his boat back into the water. It is perhaps a lesson for us that when we are weary and pessimistic, things are not going so well, Jesus shows up and shows us something amazing and new. On this occasion, when asked to let down their nets, Simon at first protested. It was futile, but continued, yet if you say so, I will let down the nets. Of course, they catch a boatload full of fish, which causes Simon to be absolutely overwhelmed with fear and wonder. Sensing that he is in the presence of a divine power and unworthy of such abundance, he fell at Jesus' feet, and he begged Jesus, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. This is similar to Isaiah's, Woe is me, I am lost, for I am a man of unclean lips. Again, Jesus does not call Simon. He simply says, Do not be afraid. From now on, you will be catching people. Do not be afraid. From now on, you will be catching people. When they had brought their boats to shore, they left everything and followed him. Called to a new vocation of catching people so that they might live a life-giving vocation of being caught up in God's mission of salvation for all. In following Jesus, they totally reoriented their lives. So how do we know if and when God is calling us, ordinary people, to discipleship and mission? Throughout scripture, we see that human sin, failure, age, and feelings of inadequacy are no obstacles to God's call. 
God calls imperfect people. That includes each one of us to do God's work. People who are aware of their unworthiness and are often doubting and resistant to God's call. The reality is that God doesn't wait for us to shape up. God calls us as we are and then works on shaping us into faithful servants. It is like Simon's protest about going out into deep waters and letting down his nets as the fish simply are not biting. How often do we resist Jesus' claim on our lives because what we are being called to do seems too crazy, too impractical, bound to fail, convinced that we will not see any good results? What would it mean to our lives to trust and follow Jesus outside our comfort zones, to let go of our certainties, to have our lives radically reoriented? Now, for most of us, that is not going to mean leaving our current professions behind. We are called by virtue of our baptism to participate in God's mission in the world in Jesus Christ in a variety of ways. We are called daily to reorient our priorities to align with God's priorities, to use the gifts God has given us in service to others, to share the good news of Christ in word and deed, to work in a variety of ways for the common good. I will admit, when I first decided to go to seminary, it was with great trepidation, especially when I discovered I would have to take two semesters of first century Greek and move to California for my Lutheran year. You're looking at a person who got a C in Spanish. Uh, In the end, I took it on faith that this was the one thing I was being called to do, trusting that it would work out. I was blessed with having Anya Hellman, now pastor at Northlake, Lutheran Church in Bothell, or North Shore rather, with me as a friend and companion for the entire four years. A key is that Jesus' mission does not wait until we are ready. As Jesus said to Simon Peter, do not be afraid. Two weeks ago in my sermon, Paul compared the work of Christ to the human body, with the various parts of our bodies working together. How each part of the body, the body of Christ made whole, is used to demonstrate how each member is cherished for their individual gifts. I remember how impressive it was that so many of you raised your hands when asked if you liked and or participated and contributed your gifts and skills to the work of the church, both here and out in the world. God does find us wherever we are, whatever we are doing, and shows us something often with the very materials of our lives and work. As with Simon, James, and John, Jesus catches our attention. As individuals and as a congregation, we are thrown new challenges, which I think is the strength of this congregation, experiencing an epiphany, a realization of how we might celebrate the presence of Christ and the most diverse people. It is your support of the various missions and activities of this congregation. This was so when the congregation voted to start Salt House and called Pastor Sarah to begin and grow a new ministry. It is when this congregation welcomed and nurtured our Iraqi refugees for two years and is planning now to welcome another family. It is sending a mission delegation to Tanzania to discover ways we could enhance the Lutheran mission of providing education for girls, young children, and health care in such a variety of ways that is making so much difference in so many lives. It is making quilts to send out into the world. 
It is sending our young people to Puerto Rico this year so they might experience the joy of learning and service. The need for the gospel in this broken world is far too urgent. As Jesus said to Simon Peter and to us, do not be afraid. This is Jesus' mission. We trust that Jesus will keep working with us and through us, catching others as he has caught us in the deep, wide net of God's mercy and love. Thanks be to God. Amen. Amen.